Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Catholic Education Foundation, podcast number 20. This podcast will feature Renee Doty, principal of Pitt Academy, and Paula Watkins, principal of Holy Trinity Clifton School, also along with Catholic Education Foundation president, Rich Lechleiter. We're going to start with Miss Renee Doty. She is the principal, like I just mentioned, of Pitt Academy, located on Westport Road. Yes, sir. All right. Um, Renee, let's let's jump right into this. Um, tell us a little bit about Renee and how you got here. Oh, how did I get here? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> um, I am starting my 16th year at okay. Pitt Academy this gotcha. fall. Um, wow. I entered as a starry-eyed, you know, 20-something-year-old and was completely in love with the concept of ECE, or Exceptional Childhood Education. Right. Um, that's what I'd gotten my master's in, that and learning and behavior disorders. Before Pitt, I was working at Maryhurst in, mm-hmm. as a youth counselor and just fell in love with that that side of the job. Okay. So I found an opening at Pitt. I started teaching high school there. And then when our former principal had retired, they tricked me into taking the position. <laughs> um, and I've, I've been there ever it, since. It worked. <laughs> Apparently it worked. All right. So, all right. Thank you, Renee, and welcome. And but before we get too far down the rabbit hole here, um, Rich, let's, let's give a update on the foundation's tuition, tuition assistance program for Catholic school families who need our help. Yeah, thanks, Teague. We're rolling. We are mm-hmm. on a roll. We're getting close to, you know, don't, not only starting school, uh, and, and, and we'll help some families even after school begins. In sure, August. and we're, we're back at it in a couple weeks Yeah, here. we're back at it soon, and i got to tell you, we will announce our results in about mid-September. It kind of winds down at that point, but it looks like uh, we're going to have a record number of kids this fall that we're helping. We had 3,600 last year. I think we're going to beat that, and we... Granted scholarships of seven point seven million last year. That was a record and we're gonna beat that as well. So we're super excited to to keep doing the work. Uh, applications are still coming in. And uh the answer is yes. Phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. We're gonna talk about two more of our phenomenal schools that the foundation helps today. Uh before we get too much deeper into this, Renee, I, people may not know what Pitt Academy is. Mm-hmm. Okay. So can you kind of explain to us what you guys do and what the school's origin is? Yeah. So Pitt Academy is a school that runs kindergarten through twelfth grade, and we serve students with learning differences and special needs. Uh we are starting our 74th school year. And um, were founded originally by the Ursuline sisters and one senior Felix Newton Pitt in 1949. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I had no idea. So say that name again, Felix Pitt. Monsignor Felix. Oh, Monsignor Felix. Okay. Yeah, Newton Pitt. It has a really interesting and very rich history in Catholic education across central Kentucky. And there's, a, there's actually a book mm-hmm. uh, that's that written about him. And he was, in many ways, he was the kind of the... Not the founder, but really the one who shaped Catholic schools to look the way they do today. Okay. And uh, just a phenomenal man and obviously uh, fostered a great tradition uh, at Pitt Academy as well. Um, We're we're learning something here. That's interesting. So explain to us a little bit more about what Pitt's mission is. Right. So our, our underlying mission of everything we do is to really meet our students where they are and give them an individualized education that helps them be as independent as possible. So a lot of our kids are not thriving in your traditional classrooms um, due to a learning difference or a special needs. Right. And they 
um, just need a smaller environment, more one-on-one attention. So we offer the smaller class sizes. We offer smaller student-teacher ratios and assist these kids at an individualized level in all academics. And then we address their life skills education as well. So for someone who doesn't know, when we talk about disabilities um, and special needs, what type of disabilities are we talking? What type of special needs do you guys cater to? It is a complete various collection of okay. different diagnosis. Um, our, our recommendations um, for students as they come in and want to interview and tour the school, um, we have some pre-qualifications. So right. we go for students. Um, they have to be fully potty trained, okay. um, have to be able to have some behaviors under control. So we realize like a young child that's on the autism spectrum isn't going to sit, you know, for 30 minutes in, sure. a, in that classroom setting. Yep. Um, but if we can get some time on and time off um, without disrupting the other peers in the classroom, that's kind of where we start okay. as that foundation. Um, and that can, those diagnoses are anywhere from being on the, the autism spectrum to having Down syndrome to just being um, not neurotypical, um, having some irregularities in our learning developments, ADHD. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's, a, it's a wide Man, gamut. You guys are all over the map. Mm. We are. Mm. And then there's a few, like, just different, rare, different diagnoses that are sprinkled in there. And these are things that most Catholic schools and our archdiocese can't can't handle right they don't have the, the 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 personnel they don't have the resources it's it's i would say to be fair like the the teachers have the ability but the we can't be all things to all people right so you can't structure a room with 20 to 30 kids and expect to get an individualized education for each of them so our learners that require a little more one-on-one are not going to succeed in that traditional school classroom and that's where you know, places like Pitt and Holy okay. Trinity's Clifton Campus step in. All right. Awesome. So uh, talk about some of your students and the hard work that goes into meeting their needs. So it's, as my staff, they're wonderful. There are 23 of us. Mm-hmm. And um, it is hard work, but it is definitely a labor of love. And it's very much a calling and a mission um, to serve the the students sure. and to work with individuals that have learning differences or have special needs because um, it's kind of a level beyond teaching I like to to call it um, the the amount of one-on-one and the preparedness um, hours outside of the classroom which all teachers do right but to keep that individualized um, piece to it that we really take it to the next level with is um, definitely where that labor of love comes in well you just mentioned a little bit here previously but Let's talk about your exceptional team. I mean, obviously, for you guys to do what you do, you must have a team that's just second to none. They're wonderful. They, they're absolutely amazing. They, uh, We have, of the staff, um, there's about 15% of us that have been there um, 10 years or more. So there's a, a, long, a lot of carryover with that. And the rest of the staff um, are at five years and and up. So now, are you guys creating your own academic programs there to help with your students? We are. So what we do, we take our state curriculum and our archdiocesan curriculum, right. um, pull from both of those to create our own curriculum that, okay. that we have, and it's um, available to all of our staff that they are then able to individualize the students' um, educational plans from. Now, I didn't know this, Rich, until we were talking here beforehand, but Pitt goes from kindergarten to 12th grade. Yep. So that's Mm -hmm. a little bit different, too. It is. It is. 
And then additional, um, we've started a postgraduate program that's for one, one to three years after graduation to help our graduates with that transition from the bubble of high school to the real world. So you could go from there to up to 21 years of age. Um, they get in the state. They can stay enrolled in high school until the year they are 21. So if they don't graduate high school until 21, you're looking at 24 to 25 if they attend the postgraduate. That's phenomenal. Well, it's a great program. Again, a lot of people don't really know about Pitt and the great service they provide to these kids. Pretty amazing place. Rich, tell us about the relationship between the foundation and Pitt Academy. Well, Pitt's one of our one of our schools, just like any other. Although they have a a special mission. Uh, we, uh, we support their families and their kids as well. I think last fall, I think our awards, I think we awarded scholarships to 25 students in the elementary school. I think the total award was $124,000 in scholarships. And we also, on top of that, we do a stipend, we do a block grant to the high school to help the high school kids. And that was 45000 last year. Both of those were records and the way the numbers are rolling for this year, we're going higher on both the elementary school and high school. Exciting. Now, Renee, there's probably students at Pitt that, that wouldn't be there if it wasn't for the help from the foundation, correct? Oh, absolutely. We, um, as we were kind of looking through some numbers, it's, it's 35% of our student population receives tuition assistance. Um, and without the foundation, that 35% of our students would not be in attendance at Pitt Academy. They, we wouldn't be able to, to close that gap in their tuition without that help. It's phenomenal. Now, unlike some of our parish schools, I guess you guys aren't connected to a parish, correct? We are not. So let's talk about the school's Catholic identity. How do you guys incorporate that? Yes. So um, we have been adopted by Father Bill Hammer. <laughs> so we all love he, Father he's, Hammer. He's a good guy to he, talk. He is amazing. <laughs> um, so uh, St. Margaret Mary and Father Father Bill are wonderful to us. Okay. And um, we've been partnering with him. He comes over um, once a month and we have church there at the school, okay. which we know um, we do not have the, the space that a parish would offer, um, but we use our cafeteria. So we hold church in the cafeteria, which, you know, the Lord is is happy that we're there. Yes. Um, so he comes through. Um, our students do participate in um, religion edu- religious education. Right. So they do that daily and then okay. have a summative class weekly. With, so that's with part of that your curriculum. Well. Yes, it is part of the curriculum. We, we do identify as a Catholic school. That's phenomenal. Now, can, can kids of all faiths attend the school? They can. They can, indeed. We do have a, a very diverse student body. Okay. Um, but it is... Um, Rooted in Catholicism? Correct. Awesome. Well, that's that's fantastic. So how is your enrollment looking for the upcoming school year? Our enrollment has actually grown this year. So we are a small school to begin with. Um, we typically run anywhere from 50 to 60 students okay. on campus. All right. Um, we are at 62 um, okay. like for, for the fall. Yes. Yeah. So what are So with 62 students coming in, what are some of the plans for the future? So we are um, actually, as we speak, waiting on some construction to wrap up. Okay. Um, so adding a couple of additional classrooms mm-hmm. that uh, we had worked with through grant funding, um, not CEFs, but uh, sure. different agencies right. um, for the brick and mortar of that okay. to happen. Right. And um, with that additional space, obviously being able to 
to accept more students to reach more individuals in the community that are needing that help. And then we've also expanded our life skills program, which is a um, it's daily in-house, but then it's also weekly out in the community to where we take small groups of students with um, a teacher and go out and work on community-based life skills and functional life skills. Mm -hmm. So we had a family at the parish I belong to where the brother and sister went to um, Ascension, but then the uh, one of the siblings went to Pitt. Correct. So I'm mm-hmm. assuming you see that a lot, where we you do. have where kids, where maybe siblings are in a, a mm-hmm. parish school somewhere. We do see that a lot, um, and that's it's part of the beauty um, of Pitt because while while we don't have a parish, we are so strongly connected with the Catholic system within Louisville, right. um, with the Catholic community within Louisville. And, um, you know, we partner with the other schools, the different Catholic elementary schools to accomplish different things for our students. And then our Catholic high schools actually come in, um, as they do to a lot of our Catholic elementary schools, sure. um, and do service hours, support projects, awesome. um, different things like that. But yeah, we have a lot of families, including my own that have students both at Pitt, okay. like my oldest is at Pitt, my youngest is at St. Michael. Okay. So it's, um, it's definitely a, a community still. Well, let me ask you this, Renee. Being a parent, it's, I didn't know that. So being a parent that has a kid in a situation where you're in a school that has some some resources for some needs that may not be met otherwise, how does that feel as a parent? It's, um, well, I'll tell you, it, it really gave me, when, when I found myself in this boat, um, I'd always been, you know, the other side of it, the mm-hmm. educator that was helping mm-hmm. the family and talking through them. And then when my son got his diagnosis, um, which I already knew, but, you know, just waiting for that right. formal part, sure. um, that it, it really, it really puts you in, in the shoes of, of the families that are walking through your door to where you can connect with them. And it becomes um, even more personal because... I've struggled through the same things that they're struggling through. Absolutely. And I can, I can relate to them on that level. Right. Um, and it beautifully though, it didn't really change our mission or, or our approach because sure. I, as I'm sure most educators do, like those are my kids. Those 62 kids are mm-hmm. my kids. Yep. yep. understand that. Rich, that, I mean, that story right there is a perfect reason why we, we have to do everything we can to raise as many dollars as possible to give as many people we can this opportunity. Yeah, there are lots of folks um, in this community who have a child or two that has special needs, and we need to stand up for them yes, in a do. more pronounced way. We do, we're doing a great job. We need to do more. Mm-hmm. And uh, my oldest son, Matt, who's now 30, uh, went to the DePaul school mm-hmm. for three years because he, it wasn't working at Holy Spirit School. It wasn't working for him. Uh, yeah, so he had some learning differences. And today... Uh, he's a college graduate. He's a professional engineer, right. you know, and living in Lexington, and uh, couldn't be more proud of him. So this, the special education programs that we have, both at Pitt, uh, certainly at the Clifton campus, we'll talk about in a little bit. Yep. Really, really important to the broader community. Sure. But equally important to our Catholic community that we can administer a faith-based education. Right. And fulfill the special needs of these kids. It's pretty powerful. It is powerful. Renee, this school and the families it serves plays such a big part in your life. And thank you so much for your incredible commitment to its, its success. Oh, it is truly a blessing. And Renee, thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Yeah, God bless you, Renee. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
All right, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to segment number two. In segment number two, we are joined by Miss Paula Watkins. Paula is the principal of Holy Trinity Clifton School, and it's part of its founding. So, Paula, let's start with you. So, let's tell us about your journey um, that has led to the creation of this very special Catholic school. Sure. Thank you for having me, by the way. Thank you for being here. Um, I have been in the Archdiocese of Louisville for about 22 years. Okay. In various different capacities, principal of another school. And when I joined Holy Trinity, I became their learning coordinator. Right. And that was at the St. Matthew's campus. And so through that process and developing that program on that campus and talking with Mr. Richards, our principal, and uh, now Bishop Spaulding, uh, Bishop Mark Spaulding, who was mm-hmm. our pastor at the time, there was always conversation about how we could do more and serve more children. Mm-hmm. During that period of time, um, there were some uncomfortable, uh, challenging conversations that I had to have with parents when it was, uh, um, you know, maybe similar to your hus- your son at uh, Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. had to advise and guide to look at other options. And every single time they would ask me, what are my Catholic options? Mm-hmm. And there weren't any. There yeah. weren't any. That's right. You know? And so uh, that became our mission at that point. Let's provide a Catholic option. We have to be able to do that. Now, Bishop Spalding was a big piece of this, correct? Oh, if I remember this, right. This is his brainchild. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, he's a special, special man there, right, Rich? Yeah, it really was. And he, he's, he kind of launched this thing several years ago as, as a concept along with Paul and some others in... I think people looked at it back then and said, yeah, that's a really cool thing to do, but I'm not, I'm not sure you can pull this one off. It's a tough one right. because it's, there are a lot of challenges associated with that. Paul will talk about that in a minute. But, and again, hats off to the Holy Trinity community, hats off to the broader community that, that came in to help fund and put this thing together. Uh-huh. It was a, quite a feat. Uh-huh. And uh, sure enough, the community got behind the thought that, hey, these kids deserve better too. Oh, yeah, 100%. So like Pitt Academy, the Clifton School has a unique mission, correct? Yes, sir. And, and it's an important role that it plays in the education of young children. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit more about the mission. Sure. Um, at the onset of this, and, and Renee said this a minute ago, you cannot be all things to all children. Correct. And you, we really needed to narrow our focus. So we did a little bit of research where we put out a survey to the various different Catholic schools to just ask them questions about in the past five years, how many children had left your school because mm-hmm. their needs could not be met? And where did they go? Right. What grade level were they leaving? Just trying to figure out where we were going to start. Sure. And so because of that, we landed on language-based learning differences. Okay. What we were hearing most often was that children were leaving to go to these specialized independent schools and then returning to our Catholic high schools to receive the supports that they needed with success. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so... Mm-hmm. You know, the question was, why are they leaving? You know, they we should be able to offer and provide this. So we landed on servicing students with language-based learning differences. By and large, the majority of my students have dyslexia or some form of specific learning disability in reading, uh, pop, possibly dyscalculia, which is uh, similar to reading but with math. Um, 
ADHD, uh, hot, large number of students also have that as a co-occurring diagnosis. So our goal is to service them in the area of reading, writing, spelling, development of math skills to get them to the point where they could, if their family chooses, transition to our one of our Catholic high schools and be under the services of the learning programs that they have there. Have we had any success with that so far? Well, we are in our fifth year, mm -hmm. and I am happy to say that we are opening up our first eighth grade class next year. So wow, we have that's great. grown with the students. We started five years ago with grades two, three, and four. We had 13 students in that year. If you'll remember, that was also the year we uh, went into COVID. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, just a, a few uh, little bumps in the road that sure. year. But when we went into COVID, we had 17 students and we are currently at 80 and we service children for, for the next school year. We'll service children kindergarten through eighth grade. So you have 80 enrolled? 80 enrolled for next year. Wow. That's yes. Wow. At our fullest capacity, we could have 100. So you have 80 students, but Rich just mentioned kind of the challenges to get started. Mm -hmm. um, there had to be all kinds of challenges, right? Let's, let's talk about some of those. Sure. Um, you know, financially, we needed support. Sure. We had to find a space. Yep. We were uh, introduced to uh, the St. Francis of Rome school that mm -hmm. is attached to St. Francis of Rome. At the time, it was being utilized by the Clifton Center. Mm -hmm. It was a consortium for arts and humanities. They were renting out the theater and the classrooms and the reception hall downstairs. So we entered into a lease agreement with them and began construction with monies that came through from grants as well as the uh, For Every Child campaign that Bishop Mark started before he left. How difficult was that? How, was the building in decent shape? Was it tough to get it to where it needed to be? It's, it's taken a lot of work to get Has it to it? code to be a school again. Yeah, sure. As far as sprinkling systems, the amount of data pulling that needed to occur, given right. that we're in such a high technology world at this point. So yes, it, it was, as Renee said, a labor of love. Well, listen, the, the Clifton Center has had a rich history in Louisville. Mm -hmm. um, there, there's plenty of people that have been to plays or concerts or mm -hmm. all kinds of different things there. Yes. Um, so obviously we talked a little bit about the physical transformation, but what else have you guys done to the building to make it ready for school? And you guys are working on a project right now out back, correct? Yes, sir. So we have actually quite a few projects going on right now. <laughs> we um, have been trying to grow the landscape of the facility to support the children um, with outdoor play. Uh -huh. We ac acquired a house that was right next door to us on Payne Street. So we're going to work through that renovation put up a fence, hopefully bring in a playground area awesome. for awesome. the children to play there, extend some parking spaces as well. We have um, the entire first floor is uh, getting new flooring. They pulled up the carpet and are doing some luxury vinyl tile, tile sure. down there. And the biggest project that's been going on for over a year is the theater renovation. Oh, yeah. Correct. Oh, yeah. Right. And for anybody that's been to that theater, they know the beauty of it. So I want to make it very clear that that has not changed. We have just given it a facelift. Okay. All right. It looks amazing. They have repainted. They have uh, put new uh, lighting in. It's state-of-the-art with sound. There's new carpet, 
new curtains. The floor has been completely redone. Wow. If anyone has a child or maybe they're themselves, they performed on that stage. You know, there were holes in oh, the yeah, stage that sure. were not markings right. with, you know, duct tape. They were yeah. covering up holes. Yeah. And the whole floor has been done. It is absolutely gorgeous. So the theater program is super unique. Yes. Um, tell us how you are transforming the theater and its availability, not only to your students, but also students across the entire archdiocese. Yes. Father Shane Duvar, our pastor uh, that is with us currently, is adamant about making that an opportunity for all Catholic schools. There's so many Catholic schools that do not have a performance venue. They're bringing in risers to their cafeteria, performing in the gym. And, you know, I was sharing a minute ago about my experience with my own children and where they perform. So this could be an opportunity for other children in the archdiocese, other schools to utilize that space for their performance. Possibly they would want to have their graduation ceremony there. I mean, we would be open to whatever opportunity they might see that. And what's that look like? Do they, is this something that is just kind of available to the Catholic community? Is this a something you'd rent to anybody or how's that look? Right. So um, we are obviously uh, wanting to market to our Catholic community and wanting that to be accessible. This is not intended to be a huge revenue generator from right. our Catholic friends. Of course, we have some costs that we would have to cover as far as bringing someone in to sure. manage the lights and you know uh, uh, different components. But our goal is to make it affordable and accessible. But we do uh, rent to other com- community members okay. as well, and All we right. have. Uh, dance studios, yep. uh, people wanting to put on concerts or uh-huh. different performances. Um, that has always been something that has happened there. All right, Paul, let, let, let's talk about the education piece again. Mm-hmm. So to educate kids with special needs, it requires a ton of resources. We all know this, right? How did the Holy Trinity community come together to provide the capital to pull this off? Right. Uh, through the for Every Child campaign, there were three components to it, and the school was one of them, and the theater was the other. There was also another project on the St. Matthew's campus with developing the playground areas. Mm-hmm. And uh, our families and other community members just came through. We also had several grants that helped with the completion of the classrooms as far as desks and um, equipment, you know, materials and manipulatives to serve their educational needs. Now, are you doing something different there when it comes to desks and that type of thing? Is it is it in, is it kind of the modern look to where it's it's helping with the learning differences? Yes, we did a lot of research on wall color, lighting, what types of desks to utilize to support their educational and organizational needs, different seating areas to help with the movement that comes along with their. And this is every classroom. I seem to remember this because, you know, we helped you do some marketing when when the Clifton campus first opened. And that was a big piece of this. Mm -hmm. Like every inch of that place is thought out. Every chair is thought out. You're not just throwing desks in there. It does not look like a traditional classroom. It is very homey. It is very comfortable. The LED lighting is, you know, so wonderful as far as supporting the kids. It it dims. The teachers can dim the lighting if needed. And, yes, there was great amount of intentionality put into that. That's awesome. And then there's some special technology in there as well, isn't there? In some yes. of the classrooms? Yes. We are blessed to have, um, and a lot of this was uh, 
support that was given to us through PTA as well. We have a wonderful PTA organization okay. at Holy Trinity Parish. We have clever touch boards in all of the classrooms. We have Chromebooks. We did receive a grant at one point through the technology portion of um, Catholic Education Foundation for some Chromebooks. And it is definitely state of the art as far as technology is concerned. Well, none of this comes cheap, mm-hmm. right? There's there's major expenses for all of this. Right. So let's talk about the uh, tuition structure at the sure. school. So our tuition structure is per child. It is um, difficult to keep a teacher-student ratio of no more than 11 to 2. We have a certified special education teacher and an instructional assistant in every classroom, and we do not uh, serve more than 11 children. Uh, No teacher has more than 11 children on their roster. Part of that is because we are certified through the Orton-Gillingham Academy, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and they have stipulations and regulations on how we can how many students we can have on our roster. So basically, Orton-Gillingham is an approach to education that, uh, an approach to reading that um, provides a very science of reading-based approach where we are teaching the children rules that they apply to both decoding as well as encoding, which is spelling, and doing those in tandem. No child is uh, on the same path. Mm Mm-hmm. There is so much work that comes on, you know, like Renee said, the teachers planning at home. They right. have sometimes three and four lesson plans a day within their group just because the children all move at different rates. And they pretty much tell us where we're going to take them next. Okay. Just based on what we're seeing in the moment and, um, you know, doing just some really good documentation and anecdotal notes of, of what they might need. All this is fascinating to me. So, Rich, the the whole idea of Catholic schools for kids with special needs started relatively recently, 2017. Right. How did the foundation play a role in these discussions? Well, we knew, and Paula came to see us several times, actually, and as she said before, the tuition structure cannot be like any other school because of the resources necessary, you know, two instructors for 11 kids, okay? Normally, in a Catholic elementary school, you have one instructor and aide for 25 kids. Yeah, 25, maybe even 30. Yeah, so so that whole program's different. Mm-hmm. And they knew the cost was obviously going to be higher. It had to be mm-hmm. in order to meet that. And we were growing pretty rapidly at the time. This is That started in 2014. This was 2017. So we're, our, our program was running at a pretty high rate with the schools that we had. Now, here's a new school. Right. And so we embraced it. We said, you know what? The answer is going to be yes for these kids, too. Now, the awards, like last fall, I think there were 25 kids that got scholarships of about $150,000. Oh, wow. so those, those are some pretty big scholarship awards. It's going to be higher this year for sure, and we're going to, we're going to keep running with them. So, but how impactful has the Foundation's Tuition Assistance Program been at the Clifton School, though? Yeah, look, I think it's a lot of these families— come from parishes outside of Holy Trinity. Obviously, this is a diocesan-wide kind of draw, right? So they've got families, some of whom may have children at St. Rita School in Oklahoma, St. Stephen Martyr, where I grew up by the airport. So they, these, these kids are dispersed sure. around the community. Sure. So the ability of families to pay varies dramatically. 
in in this kind of a situation. And and most most of the independent special schools have the same issue. So the draw is wider, if you will. The nets cast in a more broad fashion. And look, these kids these kids need us. They all, no matter what parish they're at, they need us. And the good news is, thanks to the folks at Holy Trinity uh, Parish, primarily. These kids get to get a shot at a Catholic education, even yeah. though they need a special education. Now, one of the things that I think is really cool, because I live in this world, is is being part of the Holy Trinity Clifton campus. They also get to play all the sports at Holy Trinity, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and they get to be involved in all the different clubs and all that kind of stuff. So it's it's that Catholic option that, mm-hmm. that this archdiocese so desperately needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have many children that participate in sports, after school, pupil enrichment program mm-hmm. classes, Girl Scouts, mm-hmm. Boy Scouts. It's yes. the community piece that makes all of our schools so special, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's not lost there, which is which is really cool. So, Paula, what what do you think? Now, obviously, you've you've been so it's been five years now. You've been open. Yes. Where do you see the future? How do you see this then enrolling? Do you think you'll hit that one hundred number? Oh, I have no doubt. I think the biggest question is, where are we going to grow to? <laughs> right. I agree. When we're at capacity. And and what opportunities might be available for us to increase classrooms and the number of students that we can serve. Yeah, there's no question. If you think about where they started five years ago, where they're at today, where they're going to be this fall, they're going to bust through the 100. And the the issue is, okay, where? Okay, how can we help yeah, where more you gonna kids? Put and sure. where where do we where do we go, if you will? Right, and that's a really another kind of daunting challenge, if you think about it. Yeah, but that's where the place is going, and then quite honestly, that's where it should go. I, it's just this whole thing's fascinating to me because it's it's something that just didn't exist when I grew up. Obviously, it just wasn't an option. And there's so many of the kids that I went to school with that I think would have been just helped in a major way if if schools like Pitt Academy, Clifton Campus were, were were available. So it's just it's a it's a pretty exciting thing to have these in our area. Absolutely. I'm uh, so blessed to have been a part of it for sure. Well you all you all are heroes to all of these families. You're absolute heroes to them. And the amount of hope that they're providing to these families and these kids, you, it's off the charts. It is Think off the it. charts. Mm-hmm. Now, I asked Renee the same question, mm-hmm. so I'm going to ask you this as well, Paula. Well, tell us about how the school incorporates a Catholic identity. Oh, it permeates our everyday classroom. We start with prayer in the morning. We end with prayer in the afternoon. We join together as an entire parish, both campuses, every Wednesday morning for Mass. Uh, Father comes over and uh, does drop-in religion classes with the students, and we prepare our students for sacramental uh, preparation through sacramental preparation. Mm-hmm. He has um, instituted the uh, uh, Catechist of the Good Shepherd mm-hmm. program, mm-hmm. and we will participate in the atrium when we're there for mass on Wednesdays next year for grades K one and two, the intentionality that has been put into combining us together into one parish, two campuses has been there and the leadership has made it a priority. You you know, as to go back to where we started, we went into COVID that first year and had to separate 
in ways that we never envisioned right. being separated, right? right? Sure, and so sure. when we came out of COVID, we had to put even more work into it because we were a new school plus right, we've been that's in COVID. how you started, sure. Yes, and so just connecting the children and making every student, every family, regardless of which campus their children may go, which, by the way, we have multiple families that have children on both campuses, and then also in other Catholic schools as Mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. And so making sure that we are intentional to bring those families together to be, you know, part of one parish has been a big, big push since coming out of COVID. Pretty exciting stuff, Rich. You better believe it. And And man, that sounds like a rocket ship. I mean, both these places are just going to keep growing and growing and growing. Yeah, and we're going to grow right along with them. That, that's what's really important, a message for everybody that wants to support the foundation. Mm-hmm. We're going to keep growing right along with these two special schools to help these families, period. Paula, five years ago, could you envision the success that you guys are having right now? Oh, absolutely not. I mean, that first year, I remember when we turned the calendar to um, 2019, and I like woke up on on January 1st, like, oh my gosh, this is the year we have to open. You know, it was so (laughs) nervous. And, you know, the 13 families that put their trust in us that first year. Oh my gosh. You know, I took the ones that are still with us who Mm -hmm. have, we have many students who have transitioned back into their uh, neurotypical learning environments, but um, the ones that are still with us, you know, it just, I'm so grateful for them because that's how we were able to market ourselves, you know, I mean, was with their stories and the growth that they had seen in their children. So. I'm going to tell you a quick story. So a friend of mine who's in the sports world with me had a son at Holy Trinity, and they were not sure about making this leap, but they did. And he has told me several times it's been the best thing they've ever done. He would pay any dollar amount there was to send his son to Holy Church in Clifton campus because it's absolutely changed all of their lives. Yeah, we hear that quite often. And, and not only how it changes the child, but how it changes the family dynamic. Correct. At home, with homework with their child's um, feelings about themselves mm-hmm. and their confidence. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and kind of the common vision of where, where my child's going in life, right? right. I mean, you, there's a struggle there, but there's also an opportunity to, to advance in life. Yeah. And to get that shot and get that opportunity, it's life-changing. It is life-changing. Paula, you, both you and Renee are such heroes to so many families who need the, the educational experience that you guys offer. Thank you so much for standing up for these special students and their families. Thank you. Thank you for having us. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you guys for joining us, Rich, and other successful podcasts. Yeah, thank you so much for being with us, uh, Renee, as well. And, and look, we're going to continue to keep running with you, and the answer is yes. Well, thank you so much. To learn more about the great works going on inside both of Pitt Academy and Holy Trinity Clifton School, please visit the websites at either pitt.com or ht-school.org. Uh, once again, I want to stand, extend a big thank you to both Renee and Paula for joining us today and sharing their stories. You're both very special people doing God's work and rich at the Catholic Education Foundation. The answer is yes. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back again next month with podcast number 21. That was